Welcome to this week's episode of the Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast. This week, uh, I'm joined by the newly crowned uh, Wrestle Strong Dojo heavyweight champion, uh, the founder of the uh, Fighters Against Child Abuse Australia, Adam Fakar. Adam, welcome, champ. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. As you can hear, we're at training at the moment, putting in the hard yards. First of all, congratulations on Thank becoming you. the first ever. Russell Strong Dojo heavyweight champion. How does that feel to know no. that you are the very first? Can I tell you, 17 years in the making, this dream. Um, I, I, before I did MMA and, and martial arts full-time, I was actually a pro wrestler beforehand, 17 years ago. And, uh, yeah, wow, what an honour. What a, what a company. Um, I, I, there was tears. There was absolute tears when I was holding that belt, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, best feeling in the world, mate. Best feeling in the world. So obviously a lot of hard work, I guess um, probably a little bit harder work uh, considering the stipulation of the match, a triple threat match. How do you, um, how did you get yourself ready for that? Uh, not oh, a typical match. Mate, I, um, I'm, a, I'm a black belt, Hapkido. I'm actually one of the head instructors at KMA Martial Arts. And so we do a lot of um, what we call live drills, which is like two or three attackers. So I did a lot of that sort of stuff. But let me tell you, there is nothing that you can do that will prepare you for not just El Mas Terrible, but Dean Draven at the same time. Those two men are monsters. You, you don't realise it when you see them in pictures, but Dean literally, he's, one of his legs is thicker than my whole body. Mm. He's a tank. And Elmas is, look, not a guy I'd hang out with outside of the ring, but full respect to him, man. He's, wow, he's got some technician. He's a, he's a kicker from hell. I don't know who taught him his Muay Thai, but dear God, it hurt. But, yeah, those two put me past my limits, past mm. my limits. It was literally the Fakar, the team that I've got behind me, and the kids that just kept me going. And yep. I told them I was going to get them the gold, and mm. I, I made sure I did it. Were there any times during the tournament where you felt like uh, it was maybe getting away from you? Yeah. Yeah, every match. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my matches, Elmas, oh, wow, that match was insane. One-on-one um, -on -one with DB Robinson. My mm. God, that kid is explosion city. He's so athletic. I, I remember at one point during that match, I kind of blacked out a bit and I look up and he's flying down on top of me with, mm. a, with an elbow and I was just like, oh man. And I thought, oh, I, I don't know how I got through that one. And then obviously the loss to Chainsaw, um, distraction. I don't even know what that was that he had with him, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, look, that was, that was heartbreaking. I thought that was me done. I thought that was my run over. Mm. But then look, um, the system that WrestleStrong set up with the points. Yeah. Um, it kind of worked in my favour a bit with the submissions. Yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of been a bit Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. That's mm. kind of my whole thing. But, yeah, I, there was a lot of points, man. Um, Dean, he was about to come off for the diving headbutt. I, I got saved by whatever that guy's name is. Um, he doesn't matter. But, yeah, Dean Draven, it was coming down for the diving headbutt. Yeah. That would have been it. Yeah, I would have been out. Um, so, yeah, I'll tell you what, there was a bit of a serendipitous fortune bit of good luck on my behalf, but um, look, a win's a win. No, definitely. Um, you, know, you talk about the loss to Shane Saw. I mean, how do you, in a tournament situation there, you know, you, uh, the points matter, the competition is fierce. You know, you take a loss like that where where you probably were in a position to win. Like, how do you sort of come back from that one? 
Um, I've always had a very strong team behind me. My family have always had my back. For the 17 years that I've been grinding and in MMA fights, my family have always been a big source of inspiration. And the kids of the Fakar that, that I talk to every day, mm. um, I'm lucky enough to instruct some of those kids that we help out. And that's uh, nothing will, will, will get you out of a bad headspace. Like, chatting with your family having a nice meal and then going into work and having your butt kicked by a four-year-old can i just can i just put that out there and they're screaming and they're kicking and punching and you're dodging and hoping they don't hit bad spots and things like that and it just takes you out of the game and you know if this is all you've got it probably would have broken me but even in my fight career i was 50 50 wins losses yeah probably a bit less actually and but i never minded you know i just i was always able to shake it off because of the support of my family the support of the fakar team and the support of the kids yeah it's just yeah when you get in boxes saying you should have won but you'll get him next time yeah and from people you've never met mm-hmm. you know it's just awesome but yeah, shake it off. It, it hurt, man. I'm not going to lie. It, yeah. it, it was a down time for me. Yeah. But as I said, I just went home, chatted with my family, came back stronger. Yeah. And the results p- spoke for themselves. Oh, definitely. Um, look, just quickly, you mentioned um, you're uh, in professional wrestling prior to being here. What brought you to Wrestle Strong Dojo? Um, I was coming out here to instruct a Brazilian jiu-jitsu and um, just techniques that that will that they can use in the ring and that in itself kind of blew me away like a a wrestling dojo that was had the lack of ego to say hey can you teach us something you know is awesome um and look when i was back in the other place i always wanted dean i i saw him as the pinnacle of australian wrestling Hmm. and he really is he really is it was such it was it was like Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair to yeah. to get the retribution locked in on him. Mm-hmm. I I, al- I almost you know apologized afterwards, but um, I know he's a competitor too, so yeah. he he would have done the same to me in mm-hmm. a heartbeat mm-hmm. for the record. Um, but look, it was Dean. I, I wanted a, I wanted to test myself against the very best. I've always tested myself against the very best in MMA. I've never said no to a fight. Um, they said this young gun's probably going to go for a title run. You want him? I said absolutely. Hmm. You know he was about six four, six five. Yeah. Um, and they said this guy's you know a gym uh, coach like yourself. You want him? And it was always, yep, let's do this. Hmm. You know. And so I always wanted the best, and that's kind of the MMA in me. Yeah. I want the best. I don't want to fight anyone. Yeah. I, I want the very best of the best. Yeah. And I, I always like I, you can't test yourself against inferior opponents and this place has the best of the best Mm. Um, and I truly believe that I truly believe that as a champion I feel like I stand above the other companies and I'm not afraid to say that that's that's maybe a bit MMA-ish of me yeah but that's fine you know Um, it and I honestly believe this is the best company out there period yeah and this is where the best talent is Yep. period and so that's what brought me back i saw the talent firsthand i saw mm. how fast mm. they pick things up yeah and i was just oh okay mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe there might be something here and then of course dean yeah that always that that giant carrot that says how can you call yourself the best <laughs> yeah. if you haven't tested mm-hmm. yourself against mm-hmm. the best and my chest will uh attest to the fact that, yeah. that dean and i have danced more than once you know it's probably it's twitching at the moment <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's literally the reason is is I wanted a test mm. and I wanted um I wanted to see if I had it. And so let's talk about the match. Mm. Um so 
would you say it's part of your maybe your MMA training because we do talk we were just talking about Dean mm. going for a move that he's probably done a thousand times a diving yep. uh, headbutt he misses and it's almost like a, that split second that you see the opening um, to lock on the retribution I mean what's going through your mind at that point and then also too to actually lock it on and actually to actually get him to tap I look I'll level with you um, I had him scouted Amy Amy Axon called it in the commentary yeah I scouted that headbutt yeah. I knew it was coming yeah um, and that's what we do in MMA we scout our fighters yeah we you know I've got the best team in the world mm. you know we've raised multiple time world champions at KMA yeah I've got my wife who is an absolute legend behind me yeah um, and between all of us we scouted that pretty well nice and I knew there was an opening I yeah. knew it was there could I lock on the retribution? Mm, that mm. was the question. Mm. I just had to go for it. Yeah. Um, you don't know how big Dean Draven is mm. until you feel those legs. Yeah. Until you feel that torso. And I literally locked my legs around his one leg and I was barely touching. Mm-hmm. And to, to reach back and grab his shoulders, I was like, where does... Where, where is he? Like, yeah, yeah. He's just so monstrous. Mm. And when, when I put it on, look... It was a split second. Mm. If I'd waited, even if I'd been a little bit more gassed, it wouldn't have happened. Mm. Guaranteed, he would have powered out. Yeah. But once it locks in, that's that's a savage move, man. Yeah. It's um, it it's it's pretty bad. But mm. yeah, I, I yeah, we scouted him. Yeah. We had him. Mm. We knew how we were going to get him, and we did it. <laughs> yeah. We did it, and as I said, I've got a great team behind me. Yeah, and you never you never walk into the cage alone. Mm. You you always walk in as a product of your team. Yeah, and you know the the, the charity itself has UFC champions behind us. Yeah. We, we've got boxing world champions behind mm. us. Mm. We've got I, my personal boxing coach is a multiple time world champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know they all have a look. Oh yeah, this is when you've got him. Mm. They've mm. all they've all had a look at him for me and given me little tips here and there. And yeah, it just came together on the day like mm. a good game plan does. Yep. Yeah. And so what's the uh, plans for you now? Um, you know, you're champion. You've got no doubt uh, a plethora of wrestlers out there who are wanting a shot at the champ. Um, you know, wow. you've also got, you know, Al Mass who, you know, was involved in the match but didn't, um, obviously didn't take the fall or submit himself. So what's um, next for the champ? Whoever, wherever. I said it in the ring. If WrestleStrong tell me I've got Dean and Nelmas again, I've got Dean and Nelmas again. I am a fighting champion. Mm-hmm. I will not run away from anyone, any rules. Put it up. If WrestleStrong say that the gold's going up, then the gold's going up. And that's all there is to it. Spoken like a true champion. Uh, look, thank you for um, giving me a little bit of your time to come on. I know you're champ, you're busy. Um, you know, it's just anything else you want to say just before we wrap up? Yeah, if you're interested in, um, in, in, instead of just sitting down and watching and playing the video games, if you want to step into the, to the ring, this is the place to do it. WrestleStrong Dojo, um, 110% this is the best trainers in Australia, period. Um, if you want to join the fight to end child abuse, hit us up at Fighters Against Child Abuse Australia. Um, there's, there, I'll, I'll send you the links. You yeah, can yeah. put it up in the comments section of the of the podcast hit us up join the fight like the page help raise awareness of a cause that's all too often swept under the rug yep yeah that's it sounds good champ adam thank you for coming onto the podcast thank you elliot much appreciated